Hello and welcome to a special bonus edition of the UK Law Weekly podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we're going to be discussing the case of Charlie Gard again, and there's no citation for this case because the particular ruling and hearing before the Supreme Court was not a full case, but rather a permission to appeal ruling by the Supreme Court. This is a decision that's made by three justices of the Supreme Court, so a smaller panel than the usual five, seven or nine panels that would normally hear a full case, and they decide whether there is any legal merit to the appeal, and whether the case should be heard in a full hearing before, say, five, seven, nine judges. Any permission to appeal ruling is really important to any case that wants to go before the Supreme Court, but obviously it's particularly pertinent here, because the Charlie Guard case involves a young child who is less than a year old and suffers from a rare mitochondrial disease. He is currently on life support and legally speaking the only thing that is keeping him alive is a court order that is staying the removal of that life support until all of the appeal options have been exhausted by the parents. I don't want to go over the complete legal history of this again because it is covered in some detail on an article on the website uklawweekly.com but the main issue here from a legal point of view is the best interest test and in particular what is in Charlie's best interest. Perhaps it's not too surprising given the findings of fact that had occurred in the High Court but in any case the three justices on the Supreme Court held that there was no legal basis for an appeal and so life support should be withdrawn. On top of the best interest test, another legal question that was raised in this particular case was in relation to Article 8 of the European Convention on Human Rights, which you may be aware is the right to private and family life. The parents argued that in the light of Article 8, it should be them who makes that decision as to what is actually in Charlie's best interest. However, the legal authorities do not support this argument, and this is seen particularly in the Children Act 1989, the UN Convention on the Rights of the Child, and perhaps most importantly for this case, the actual jurisdiction within the European Court of Human Rights. The outcome of the case is that life support will be maintained until 5pm on the 9th of June 2017, while Charlie's parents make one final push to have the case heard, before that European Court of Human Rights itself in Strasbourg. However, as noted and on the basis of the judgement in this case by the Supreme Court itself, this looks to be very unlikely. Legal cases like this are really difficult because of the people involved and the emotions that this evokes in different people, as well as the press coverage that often gets given to cases like this. It's times like this that we have to really think about the law in terms of its philosophical context. And this really goes much deeper than the legal issues that we see in front of us. It makes us think about what we as a society should do in this type of situation. I think that for a moral dilemma like this, it's really ultimately a question of liberty and freedom of choice. If it was you or me who were particularly ill, we might be in a position where we're actually able to make a decision about our own medical treatment. However, the same question does not apply to Charlie Gard because of his very young age, and so the question really arises as to who should actually make this choice on his behalf. At its simplest, the dichotomy here is clearly between the parents on one hand and the state on the other, but I think we really have to question why there is actually state involvement on this question. 
On the one hand, the parents obviously have a phenomenal vested interest in the welfare of their own child and are completely aware of the medical evidence that has been presented in the lower courts for this particular case. They are fully appraised of the situation that their son is currently in. The state, on the other hand, is attempting to take over that role and act in the role of the parent for Charlie Gard. Of course, there are situations where it is right for the state to step in. We can think of examples of child abuse by parents or other situations where the parents are clearly not acting in their child's best interests. However, it's really difficult to argue that this is the case here. There has been some suggestion from the medical evidence that Charlie can indeed feel pain, but that evidence is not conclusive, and so we do have to say that in a purely moral sense, the state intervention does have to be questioned. I mean, in the end, no one can really say that they have the right answer in a question like this, because it really is that sort of horrible and gutting moral dilemma where a young child's life is at stake. I'd love to hear what your views are on this particular case, so you can either leave those in the comment section on YouTube where I'll post a video of this podcast, um, or you can do so on the UKLawWeekly.com website. In the meantime, thank you very much for listening, and I'll be back with a regular episode on Monday. Bye!